Welcome to this week's Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Owens, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. If you're new to this show, you'll quickly learn that as a consumer expert, syndicated newspaper columnist, and TV and radio personality, I'm very passionate about helping people save more money, earn more money, and live abundantly. I not only want to talk about it, I want to give you actionable things to make positive changes in your finances and your overall life. To that end, this week, I have for you how to not interview for a job. If you're looking to increase your income or advance in your career, you'll want to listen to the tips on how to avoid crashing and burning at a job interview. Now, along with earning more money, you also need to handle the money that's already coming in a little bit better. That's where YNAB comes in. Now, YNAB is you need a budget. Now, this is an incredible online budgeting app that is taking budgeting to a digital easier than ever plane. Now, forget pen and paper and trying to figure it out all on your own. Forget the old school LearnVest, Mint.com, QuickBooks, all that kind of stuff. YNAB is a different sort of tool, and it's one that is going to help you move forward more abundantly. Now, I've got Todd Curtis, the Chief Knowledge Officer, on with me during the show to talk about how to finally win at budgeting and and actually enjoy the process without the dread you might normally have about budgeting. I totally get that. Now, finally, I'll wrap up with an update on my weight loss, and everyone listening to the show gets a free gift, totally sweet. This week is loaded with ways to save in 2016, so let's get right into it. Now, whether by choice or not, taking a position with a new company, it could present exciting opportunities. It could quite likely lead to an increase in income. Now, naturally, you've got to get hired first if you want that raise or if you want that new uh, position, you want that promotion. And an interview is the apex of that hiring process. Now, I'd like to help you avoid crashing and burning in an interview. Now, you may laugh. But according to a couple of HR friends I had the opportunity to chat with, what I'm about to share with you happens all the time. So let's talk about how not to crash and burn and instead how to land the perfect interview. Ready? It starts with waiting for the interview to begin. So if you want to learn how to crash and burn I want you to wander aimlessly around the room, sit down, get up repeatedly. Okay. Number two, show annoyance at waiting or boredom and lack of enthusiasm. Chances are someone's watching. Oh yeah, you better believe it. A lot of organizations, they have someone who's, you know, the receptionist, whoever it may be, they're going to get feedback from the receptionist. They want to see who you are when the spotlight isn't necessarily on you or you think the spotlight isn't on you. Number three, talk loudly on your phone, and when they call you in, take your time putting your phone away. Number four, ask to use the restroom and disappear for an extraordinary amount of time, thinking, hey, I waited, they can wait too. Yeah, we'll see how that flies. And finally, number five, how to crash and burn waiting for the interview, bother the front desk person with endless questions. After all, they're there for people that come in, right? Okay, next, how to land the 
kind of the pre-interview waiting period, okay? Number one, speak politely, sit where they indicate, and stay quiet and show patience. Number two, smile and show enthusiasm for the opportunity. Number three, if you're nervous and having a hard time sitting still, calm your nerves by sitting up straight in a chair and taking several slow, deep belly breaths. It will work. Number four, avoid your phone, period. Silence it, turn it off, right? You want to show that the interview is the most important thing to you right now, not the pictures of your neighbor's son's best friend's new puppy. Number one, two, three, four, five. If your nerves do make the restroom necessary, ask politely and realize, or and be quick about your trip. And finally, number six, realize the interview starts before you go in. I think that that's, you've gathered that by now. Never assume the front desk or an assistant doesn't have any pull and how you act while waiting won't matter. They often have more influence than you think. Now let's talk about during the interview. You want to learn how to crash and burn? All you got to do is these five things. Number one, and this happens, chew gum, even smack it. Play with a pen or your keys. Maybe display your talent with a little song. Who wouldn't be impressed with jingle bells on a big pen? Number two, make odd faces when you're asked questions. Show confusion, uncertainty, and lack of energy. All right? You don't want to be a low-energy candidate. Right? Number three, uh, if you want to crash and burn, seem unprepared and take a long time to answer questions about your own life and goals. Be careful not to convey any dreams or passions in life. If you do, they might actually expect some kind of work out of you. The next one, number four, say, um, and I don't know, to as many questions as possible. That way, you dodge all responsibility. And finally, number five, if you want to crash and burn an interview, if you do have to provide real information, be as brief and vague as possible. One-word answers are perfect. Now let's talk about how to land it. Okay, Some of this is a little bit the contrary of what I just shared, but number one, Don't chew gum and don't play with anything. Keeping your hands and mouth empty will keep bad nervous habits at bay. If you don't know what your nervous habits are, ask the people who know you best so you can work on not showing them. Number two, also ask people if you make any odd facial expressions or grimaces when you're nervous or while you're thinking. You could be surprised at the faces you make and never even knew it. I actually, from my, for my new company, is uh, Upend PR, and I do a lot of PR consulting for startups, tech startups in particular, a lot of author, speaker, coaches, a lot of um, small to medium-sized businesses, and I work with a lot of attorneys as well. And I do a lot of work in media coaching, and so that they... Uh, shine when they get their moment of uh, glory on TV. And it's amazing how much unconscious stuff we do that sends signals that you might not want to send. So it's really important that you get feedback and that you practice keeping those things at bay. 
Number three, how to land your interview. Craft your answers to common interview questions ahead of time. Put a positive spin on them and show good energy without sounding like you ate sunshine and rainbows for breakfast. Overdoing it makes you seem fake and will cause the interviewer to ponder whether your answers you give are genuine or not. And then finally, number five, how to land an interview. Be straightforward and thorough, but don't ramble. Remember, if you can't even speak concisely about yourself and your own life, the interviewer won't have any confidence you can handle the job. Now, let's talk about answering the most critical question. Okay, Phrased similarly to, why are you leaving your current job? Or, tell me about your past experience. This comes up in almost every interview. You want to know how to crash and burn it? I want you to list in great detail every wrong and inconvenience you can remember. Blame everyone, especially management. Leave no doubt as to how badly you can't wait to get out of your current position and how badly they wronged you, right? Just don't do that. If you want to land an interview and you get this question, unless you're interviewing for a job as a critic, don't be critical. Never verbally run down any employer, coworker, or company. You'll only cast yourself as a fault finder rather than a solution finder. Be ready for this type of question because it is coming. I mean, even if you're leaving a company that was shut down by the FTC for fraud and embezzlement and all kinds of stuff, you know, that stuff's going to be known, right? They'll figure that out. So find a way to shine the best light on your work experience and and you know what interviewers are really going to appreciate that you bring positivity with you and not negativity ugh nobody wants to work with somebody that is constantly negative so let's talk about ending the interview if you want to crash and burn the ending i want you to ask about the pay without the interviewer bringing it up it's crucial to know if they are worthy of your time, right? Okay, it's not appropriate. That's not the place. That's not the time. Don't do it. If if you just focus on what's in it for them and why you bring the best to that position, that's great. They're going to appreciate that you have their needs at mind first. They will take care of you, right? If you're that person that's just trying too hard to focus the conversation upon money, it just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And they think, well, the only reason they want this position is for the money. And if that's the case, you might want to consider a different position or a new line of work. Number two, shake the interviewer's hand too long. And again, this is if you want to crash a burn. You, you just shake the interviewer's hand too long, too hard, or even consider the limp-wristed royalty shake just to reinforce how great you are and how lucky they would be to have you. You need to master the art of the handshake. And uh, finally, if you want to learn how to land the ending of the interview, simply thank the interviewer for the opportunity and exit with a firm, quick handshake. Not too loose, not too hard, not too long. Then wait for the call that you got the job. Again, it's kind of like if you're going into court and you have first you have like the different phases. We don't have sentencing 
in in the initial, you know, are you guilty or are you innocent, right? I just, who else just finished making a murderer, right? Ugh. Oh my gosh, where that was a journey. I've never binge watched a show quite like that. But what they do is they separate right? The, is this person guilty or innocent? And then they have sentencing. It's different. It's, it's, it's the same way with an interview in almost every case, right? Generally, you're not going to talk about compensation if they haven't even decided that they want you. So you need to get that phase of the conversation done first, and then you'll get to the point where you talk about compensation. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, I want to know if this position is right for me. But really, again, if you're focused upon the nature of the job, the company, the work, you want to make sure that those things are a good fit. You can likely negotiate compensation later, but it it is generally inappropriate to do that during that uh, first interview or the interviewer where you and they are kind of figuring out if this is a good match just based on the work and the company and those things alone. Now, again, this is only a portion of the article that I've written, and you can find this at savingsangel.com forward slash blog. And you know, a lot of us, I forget what the stats are, but, um, you know, finding a new job is just something it's going to come up on a regular basis. You know, depending on your industry, it could, it could be something that happens a lot. And if you are a master at interviews, it can mean the difference between, you know, earning $40,000 a year and $48,000 a year and an extra $8,000 a year in compensation just because you aced the interview? Yeah, I would spend some time and get really, really, really good at this because I believe it's going to pay you very, very well. So with that, learn this skill, read some great articles on it, practice with people, you know, find some ways to get connected. Uh, you know, you might be able to find some meetups, you might be able to find some networking groups that you can connect with where you can practice this skill even if you're not thinking a new job is immediately on the horizon but it might be around the corner it might make sense to work on some of these things now get really good at this but you know what i hope that the advice i shared with you maybe lands you an extra couple thousand dollars in compensation this year next year uh, should you happen to take a new job and you know what more money is certainly part of living more abundantly Speaking of more money, one thing that is going to help you to feel like you have more money in your life, and in fact, you will have ultimately more money for the things that are most important to you, are if you are managing your money well, and you have a great spending plan, otherwise known as a budget. Now, I've looked at a lot of tools over the years. But there's a new, I won't say new, they've been around for a while, but there's a solution called YNAB, which stands for You Need a Budget. Now, these guys are the media darlings of personal finance experts uh, that, that I do a lot of networking with. Everybody seems to love YNAB much more so than LearnVest, Mint, 
any other solutions that might be out there because it addresses the way you handle money differently and in a way that makes a lot of sense. Now, I've actually uh, invited uh, someone from YNAB to be on the program. And so uh, we're going to have Todd Curtis. Now, Todd Curtis is the chief knowledge officer at YNAB. YNAB is really big on education and empowering you. And they have a podcast. They've got uh, YouTube videos. They've got all sorts of webinars and tutorials. And you know what? Their software just makes a lot of sense. It's a different approach to a spending plan where it's not necessarily focused on these fixed items, these obligations that you need to meet month after month after month, but instead it's focused on your income and giving every dollar a job. Now, if that doesn't yet make enough sense, I've got Todd on the on the on the phone right now. Let's go over and switch right over to him. All right, Todd Curtis from YNAB. Todd, you're the chief knowledge officer. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Josh. Appreciate it. So, first off, I think the question on the tips of everyone's tongue is, what is YNAB? Good question. <laughs> YNAB uh, stands originally for You Need a Budget. Uh, we've just been calling ourselves YNAB for a while now because it's easier. But uh, the idea that no matter what your situation is, what your income level is, where you find yourself, uh, everyone needs a budget because everyone should be better aligning their money with their priorities. Uh, and that's, that's kind of our mission, to reduce your financial stress by by taking your money and lining it up with with what's important to you, whatever that might be. Yeah. Now, a lot of people might look at the word budget and think of that as a dirty word or a negative <laughs> word. Uh, and so what is, what's YNAB's approach to that? Sure. Absolutely. And we get that a lot. You know, I think it's, uh, it's a reason why some people don't even do it because they have this idea yeah. in their mind about what a budget is and that maybe a budget means that they don't uh, ever get to do anything spontaneous with their money again or don't get to do anything fun with their money again. Uh, and so we really try to uh, break down that idea of what a, what a budget is. And, and as I said, to us, a budget is simply aligning your money with your goals, your values, your priorities, so that you can uh, experience less, less stress around money. I think uh, that's one thing that's different. The other thing that's really different is that people come to budgeting with this idea that uh, it's like a forecast, kind of the way the government budgets. You know, <laughs> this is what we're going to spend next yeah. year, and then we'll go out and try to find that money. Uh, we, we flip that around, and we ask people, uh, the money you have right now, the money you already have in hand, what's the most important jobs for that money? So we kind of begin with this question of, or this idea of giving every dollar a job really purposefully, uh, taking all the money you have and saying, what does this money do for me? Or for us, you know, we're really big on if you're doing this with a partner, uh, having those conversations together. So YNAB is a, would you call it a budgeting solution then? Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a methodology as much as it's a software. People come across us because they're looking for, for software, uh, to, to help manage their money. We often think and talk about ourselves. Um, as an education company that happens to make really good software. So we want to teach you how to do it. Um, I think you know, that's another reason why people struggle with it is because uh, 
we don't we don't teach each other how to do it. You know, for some reason, there's this strange idea that everybody should just naturally know how to manage their money. Uh, but it's more complicated than that. Uh, we're going to help you make it simple, and that's that's really our top priority is to teach you how to do it. Well, I like that, and I think that that's something that was definitely missing in software solutions of old. Now, I've been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as someone is who generally likes watching where the money comes and goes. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I've used solutions back in the day using Quicken and Microsoft Money. And it was just kind of one of those things where you really had to figure this stuff out on your own. Mm. And then you needed to come up with a solution that would work for you. And I wouldn't necessarily that say that anything was very uh, user-friendly or, mm-hmm. or, or, or even intuitive. But what mm-hmm. does YNAB do differently than other solutions? So because today, today, of course, there are other apps that you can use. I think LearnVest and Mint, and, and there are a lot of other ones that, that folks may either be using or maybe at one time they tried it out. And, and sure. so what separates YNAB? And I, I, let me, one more thing let me throw in here uh, sure. is that uh, YNAB has an amazing reputation in the personal finance community. So the person who strongly recommended YNAB to me is my friend Joshua Sheets, who's the host of the Radical Personal Finance podcast. He's a huge fan of YNAB. So take all of that together, what I just shared with you, and formulate it into into a dissertation now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. I already wrote one dissertation in my life. That's (laughs) that's enough. So a couple of different things. YNAB is when I say that you know we're really interested in teaching you how to do this. The everything we do is built around our methodology, and that methodology is built uh, first and foremost on four rules. So the 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 first three rules are designed to work together to help you learn how to prioritize your money. There's some you know there's another example of where we say where people say like oh gosh you know I. I Sure, that makes sense. I need to prioritize my money. But you've never really learned how to do that. Uh, so we talk about giving every dollar a job, uh, embracing your true expenses, which is built around the idea that um, it's pretty easy to budget for things that are, that are really predictable, you know, your rent or your mortgage payment or whatever it might be. You know when it's coming. You know how much it costs. And it's, it's, it's easy to take care of. Uh, people think, though, that, well, I can't budget because – I can't budget for car repairs. How do I know when it's going to happen or how much it's going to cost? Our, our second rule is, is built around a system for preparing for those expenses, even if you don't know when they're coming or how much they're going to be. Our third rule is called uh, roll with the punches. And this is one that really kind of gets at the idea that the, when we're talking about a budget, we're talking about something different. So some people stop budgeting, uh, quit budgeting, say it doesn't work when they overspend. Right, you you right. set out this plan, and then all of a sudden something happens, uh, and and they say, "Well, see, look, a budget doesn't work." You know, if you if you were going to have coffee with a friend of yours two weeks from now at nine thirty on a Wednesday morning, but that morning your kid got sick, well, well you wouldn't go. You change your plans, uh, and you need to do the same thing with your budget. And everybody else out there thinks that, well, oh, that's cheating, or then you're not budgeting if you change your plans. We're kind of very based in reality here. That's real life. Your plans change. So when your plans change, your priorities change, and your budget needs to change with them. 
So we make that possible. That's, that's important to us philosophically. And then when we go and build the app, we build in features that make it easy for you to move money around from one category to another. Uh, you know, we're not talking about change your plan, like get out a credit card. We're talking about going back into your budget and making some conscious choices about moving money from one place to another to reflect that, like I said, uh, things change. So those, those first three rules really kind of guide you through a process. And then what we do is we'll, on our, on our website, in our free classes that we teach, in our support where people write in, uh, we have other materials that really kind of break that down even more. So we've got a guide that we wrote that's all about learning to prioritize. We've got another guide that we wrote called Think Long, Act Now, which is about how to set goals and how you know the small decisions you make each day are actually what brings you towards you know reaching your your highest goals and other ones too. So, uh, in some ways, very simple, very broad. We've got these rules, and then taking the time to really break it down for you, walk you through with stories, with analogies, with metaphors about how this is going to work uh, in your life, uh, because that's what's important, right? You know, the, it's all good, well and good to hear about something or read about something, but when you come up against that question of how do I make this work for me, uh, we make it easy for you to, to read about that or reach out and ask us about it. Mm. We put a lot of, a lot of resources, a lot of our resources into um, support and education so that people uh, don't feel like they're alone in learning how to do this. You know, so what I've seen about the YNAB audience is that people, once they start using YNAB, uh, they become very passionate about it. And I almost want to call YNAB a, a, a kind of a lifestyle. And, and I, I, that might be overstating it, but mm. I think when you kind of roll in the education, the resources, the training, the videos, everything, it just seems to be a very immersive experience. It's more than just using an app. Uh, and, and there are plenty of budgeting apps out there, but I, sure. I see YNAB as just being kind of a personal finance way of living. And, 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 and I think like what we're talking about, Todd, might seem a little vague to somebody uh, as we're kind of talking about this. Can you be a little bit um, granular to maybe share specifically how people interact with YNAB? Sure. Uh, so uh, one one great example of that that interaction and granularity is uh, what we suggest um, the the mobile apps that we built and how we kind of suggest that you you use them. So you could, you build your budget, uh, online and the mobile apps that we have are designed for you to, uh, take your budget with you wherever you go. So, um, when, when you are out and, uh, find a great deal and we all love great deals. Um, don't we ever, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to the right guy. <laughs> you have that moment of like, wow, that's a great deal. But you know, still should I or shouldn't I? Um, and when you can pull out your phone and flip open your budget and say, what did I already decide about the money that I have? And maybe it's a great deal on, on clothing or whatever. I'm going to open up my clothing budget and see, you know, is, is there space in there for that? Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, when you're talking about your money, your family's money, there's a lot of information there. There's a lot of uh, competing priorities sometimes. 
And if you have to reweigh those every time you go to make a spending decision, it's exhausting. But to be able to have a tool that you can take with you is very powerful. We get into this idea sometimes. I don't know if you've ever heard of the, an idea called decision fatigue. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you about yeah. this because I think that this is something normally that if someone is just operating from a very simple budget uh, that is not as predictive, uh, th- th- this can easily happen. Yeah. Well, the, 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 more, the, the, the basic idea is that the more decisions you make in a day, the lower the quality of those decisions becomes. Uh, and uh, so what a budget does for you is that it, you make a set of decisions ahead of time. And then when the day-to-day whirlwind is going on, you know, you just dropped one kid off at soccer practice. You got to go pick up another one at piano and stop at the store in between. Like, <laughs> life is busy. Uh, so to have, to have a tool that reminds you about, look, these are the decisions you already made about your money. Here's your priorities. And down to dollars and cents. Nope. You, are, you set aside $212 for X. There it is. You wow. know, you, instant confidence about whether or not you can do this. Another great example of this is that... Um, with, without, a, without a YNAB budget, um, you can feel guilty spending or not spending, right? <laughs> you decide to yeah. spend and you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or you decide, no, 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 in this kind of like false sense of rigidity, no, I'm not going to spend that. I'm going to be good. And you feel bad about that. When you have a budget and you're out and about and you can look on your phone and see what money you've set aside already for that, uh, you don't feel guilty either way. Because if you don't spend, you say, I know why I didn't spend, because I've got other goals, and those other goals are more important to me. Is our, is our, is our upcoming vacation more important than this 12th fi- mm. picture frame for the mantle? Yes. And that's why I didn't buy it, and I feel great about that. Yeah. Or uh, I did, you know, you decide to spend. That's okay, too, because you looked at your budget and said, you know what? We already set aside $150 for, you know, miscellaneous household stuff. So it's okay. And I bought it. Yeah. You know, Todd, uh, you know, and a good parallel here with health and fitness um, that I've found that's worked for me uh, is, for example, um, and how I've been able to lose more than 50 pounds is that I didn't put myself on a restrictive diet per se, but I just basically said, okay, what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm eating less than a certain amount of calories, but that's okay. If I go over, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself over it, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through and I'm developed the habit of just logging whatever I do and, you know, use an intelligent system like and there are some great apps out there that can help you with um, what you eat. Um, but now I give myself permission to eat whatever I want, uh, but I just have to log it. And that conscious and I, I find Absolutely. myself just being more conscious about mm-hmm. what's going on. And I don't feel guilt about my choices at that point. Because I have permission mm-hmm. to do that. But yeah. I, I feel like I'm just more educated and I feel like I'm more in control. And I think that that's where a lot of people get really frustrated with their finances is that they just don't feel uh, – they, it's, it's overwhelming and they feel like there's part of it that's just outside of – what they immediately know, what, uh, you know, what's going on, because there's a lot of transactions that are happening day to day. Right. And, and, you know, the, the, uh, the granularity there is important too. So there's a, you can, there's any number of, you can go get mint and it will pull in your transactions from your bank. Right. So you don't have to keep, keep track of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we'll pull in your transactions from your bank too. Um, but at, as, as part of that process, uh, have you decide uh, what that, what uh, priority that transaction is connected to? And that's what keeps you in control. You know, having, having the list of transactions yeah. You think, oh, then, then I'll be organized. I'll be doing, but suddenly you're, you don't, you're missing that. No, wait a minute. I wanted to take control and you're not feeling it. You just have a list of transactions. You might have a glorious record of your overspending. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> it only takes you so far. Uh, but, but that actual process of looking at that transaction once it's been pulled in from your bank and saying, yep, that was for clothing, that was for vacation, that was for food. That's what helps you feel in control. Yeah. Um, and, and we make that, that process easy for you. That, the, 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 the weight loss example is such a great one. because So people struggle with weight loss sometimes because they make it too big, right? Like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. And they might go to one extreme or they look at that yeah. whole 50 pounds as if they're going to do it all at once, Right. Um, but when people really lose weight, they do what you did. They really kind of just interact with it a lot. They track, this is what I ate. This is when I exercised. Um, and they also, people who are successful with that, focus on the day-to-day small decisions, right? Am I going to take the stairs or the elevator? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and it's, it works the same way with your finances, if you're if you're looking at a big pile of debt that you want to get rid of or something large that you want to save for, uh, $10,000 one way or the other might feel like, mm, how am I going to do that? It's so big. Whereas if instead you focus on your day-to-day small decisions, that example I used before, should I buy this 12th picture frame for the mantle or is it more important to me to be $27 closer to paying off that debt or whatever it might be? It's a no-brainer. And it's, it's those day-to-day decisions that are going to get you there. And we help you, uh, we help you do that by, by putting you more in touch with those. Well, Todd, thank you so much for spending your time with us. And again, Todd, you're the Todd Curtis is the Chief Knowledge Officer at You Need a Budget at uh, YNAB.com. And again, to get started, 34 days free, do that. Get, just get, dive in. Start enjoying a lot of the education resources that they've put together. They've got some great videos. Attend a free class. I'll have links to all of these things. YNAB also has a podcast, uh, which you can find as well. And, Absolutely. um, and I like it because the, the format is very, very short. And, you know, every episode is going to give you some very actionable advice that you can jump on. Yeah. We do videos on YouTube every Wednesday called Whiteboard Wednesdays with, mm-hmm. you know, more pieces of advice and things like that. We have a pretty active blog. So, uh, lots of no shortage of things to talk about. That's awesome. Well, I'll be promoting yeah. a lot of these things via email on the website because I, I truly believe that YNAB is the best solution after uh, I've done my due diligence and talked with enough people. Uh, this, this is really going to help the person who loves saving money, but also really truly wants to move ahead with their finances in 2016. So Todd, Absolutely. thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Josh. Thank you.
And so real briefly, before we leave for the day, I'd like to share with you my progress in losing weight. Well, I'm not going to do the whole way in that kind of thing. I'm going to kind of tighten this up because I, I want to make sure that you know that I'm on track. I hope you're on track as well. A lot of people set New Year's resolutions. And right now, looking at the calendar, we are in the third to fourth week of January. Statistically, this is where everybody gives up. Are you going to give up? I mean, this is a personal question that you need to answer. And, and I'll just share this based on my own experience. I lost a lot of weight the first week. Most people who engage in a diet lose a lot of weight the first week. And then they likely, it slows down a little bit, right? And so I, I shared that with you last week. I kind of flattened out. And this week, I'm, I haven't really, I haven't lost any additional weight. Do I believe that eating healthy and exercising doesn't work? Of course not. And you know that it works. But unfortunately, this is where right now, right when you're listening to this show, this is when everybody starts giving up because they think that the diet doesn't work. I'm telling you right now that the diet, if you're focused on eating healthy and you're not doing silly extreme things, right? Um, you know, the program I follow is a program called Wonder Slim. It works. It absolutely works. I lost close to 30 pounds, 29.2 pounds last year. I don't need to lose as much this year because, well, thanks to Wonder Slim last year. Uh, but I do, I, it would be awesome if I could lose a total of 20 pounds. So I'm about 25%, just over 25% of the way there already. Now I'm hoping to get there to my goal weight by summer. And so what that means is I need to be consistent. And if you want to rock this thing, it's consistency. And so what I've seen, and, and I'm a guy who's ultimate, I've lost a lot of weight. I used to be I used to be a lot heavier, and you've heard me share that story before. And there was a period of time, that first go-around, when I was losing weight, and all of a sudden I plateaued around weeks two to four, somewhere in there, and I thought, oh, this is really frustrating. What should I do? Should I change what I'm doing? Should I just give up and get back into my busy life? Thankfully, I stayed with it. And this, my friends, is... This is kind of like the culling. This is the this is where the cream rises to the top. This is where you decide that you are into healthy living for the long term. And if you can just get through this period and keep those habits firmly in place, you are going to be healthier. You're, if if goal, weight loss is a goal of yours, and that's a goal of gosh, what did I see? Like 70 plus percent of Americans uh, see themselves as needing to lose weight and they're actively on some sort of program for that or diet for that. Now, I encourage you to join me at Wonderslim because I'm going to give you something absolutely free. It's 14 free Wonderslim meals with any order, your first order. Now, you have to use a coupon code. You could just go to wonderslim.com, but you need to use the coupon code Angel, A-N-G-E-L. This is a $25 value. You won't find it on Google. Right? You ha- it's the best coupon code that I can find on the internet. 
14 free meals. And they have a 150% money-back guarantee. Again, if you want, you can go to wonderslim.com, just use that coupon code ANGEL, or you can go to my website, and on the right-hand side, you'll see a before and after picture of me. Click on that, and you're going to see my journey, my progress, my story, and exactly step-by-step what I did so that you can join me. But you deserve to know that I am in this thing uh, for the long haul. I'm not going to stop right now and just start getting lazy and you know eat unhealthily uh, now on a regular basis because I'm quote-unquote too busy or I'm not immediately getting the results that I wanted every single week. Okay, everybody's going to plateau. You're not special. You're going to plateau. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's just normal. Just build that into whatever your plan is. But you deserve to have success with this. And again, if you'd like to join me um, with Wonderslim, it's a great program. I don't feel hungry or deprived at all. I constantly, I feel satisfied. The foods are delicious. I love the shakes. I love the puddings. I love, um, I love the snack bars. I love the snacks. I love of the regular foods. It's all good tasting stuff. I read over a hundred reviews on lots of different programs before I finally reached out to Wondersome and said, hey, I'd really like to uh, join this program and I'd really love to share my success with my audience, which is what I did last year. So if you don't want to count calories, points, fat grams, etc., you want something easy, then this is the program for you. And again, I'm seeing positive changes in my body each week. I love uh, where, uh, you know, when I look in the mirror, that feels really great as opposed to where I was previously. And I've tried losing other ways or tried other ways of losing weight. And I have to tell you that Wonderslim is the easiest program I've ever used. So again, wonderslim.com, use the coupon code ANGEL, get 14 me, 14 free Wonder Slim meals with your first order, $25 value, 150% money back guarantee. So that's it for this week at savingsangel.com. I'm committed. We're committed. I've got Rachel, Barb, Dive, got some wonderful people. We've got close to 20. Most of them are stay-at-home moms, and we are all collectively committed to helping you achieve abundance. That's why we have a lot of free stuff at our website, savingsangel.com. And if you really want to step it up a bit, well, we've got some great membership-based stuff too. So for the next dozen days or so, until January 31st at midnight, Hey, we're offering an amazing value on combined access to both sides of Savings Angel. That's right. You both you get both our enlightened shopping, which is the couponing side where you save money at the stores that you're shopping on a regular basis, and you're going to get full access to our on-demand video library side. And we used to sell this for $80 to $120 alone, right? You get full access, and I'm going to give you a free week to try this out. You need to use the coupon code ANGEL16, ANGEL16, all one word. If you use that coupon code, you go to savingsangel.com, scroll down a little bit before, you know, it says, you know, here's all the free stuff at the top. Scroll right below that. It's going to share how you can up your savings and save far more money. So you can get, get, you're going to get four weeks for $11.97. It's you know, basically you get three weeks, you get buy three weeks and you get one free. And I've been honored to serve our members and fans week after week through our work at Savings Angel and through this podcast. And so I'd be 
so blessed if you'd also do me one final favor. Would you share this podcast with a friend, maybe on social media or something? Um, Particularly if you know somebody who is interviewing for a job, or if you know somebody who could really use some help in terms of budgeting. I think we shared some great information on this show, and they deserve to hear this message of abundance. Now, as always, if you have any specific questions or there's something you'd like me to talk about, you can drop me a comment in the podcast feedback. You can write me on our Facebook group, or you can call my podcast hotline at 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others so together we can all save more, earn more, and live more abundantly. Thank you so much for the time that we have spent together today. Have a great day, have a great week, and as always, live abundantly. Who wouldn't be impressed with jingle bells on a big pen?